podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool. Let's jump straight into today's news, which isn't good news. Liverpool will be unable to select Alison Becker or Fabinho for this weekend's game against Leeds. The Brazilian FA have asked FIFA to levy a five-day ban on the players that Liverpool refused to, uh, to release for the international break. Liverpool aren't the only club that are affected. Man United will be without Fred. Chelsea will be without Thiago Silva. Now, they're going to miss both the Premier League game at the weekend and the Champions League game because theirs takes place on Tuesday, whereas ours is Wednesday. So we're fine. The two boys will be back for the home opener against AC Milan. Everton have managed to escape this punishment, I assume because they allowed Richarlison to play in the Olympics over the summer and they have a good relationship with the Brazilian FA. Um, So Everton are not one of the clubs that have been punished. Leeds will be without Rafinha, so at least there's that. But it's obviously not ideal to go into a game without Alisson, without Fabinho, without Bobby Firmino. Harvey Elliott's a doubt, Taki Minamino's a doubt, James Milner's injured, Naby Keita's a doubt because of what's been going on. We'll get to him in a second. So it's not an ideal situation so early in the season, but it is what it is. It's better that they miss one game rather than them having to return from international duty, having been run into the ground by Brazil, and then having to miss three games because they would have had to quarantine for 10 days, which would have taken them out of the Milan game and out of next weekend's uh, Premier League game. So all things considered, Liverpool probably knew that this was a risk. The rest of the clubs in the Premier League probably knew when they all got together. I think the Premier League might have fought back against this ruling by FIFA had all 20 clubs stayed united. But of course, Aston Villa and Tottenham gave in to their players and allowed them to go. It's disappointing. And it's particularly disappointing given FIFA don't have any direct influence over the Premier League. The Premier League could fight this and could block it. They could let the players play. Now, my original understanding was that there was an agreement, but the agreement seemingly is that if the players refuse the call-up, then the Premier League will implement the ban. But it doesn't seem like there's ever been a situation like this before. And obviously, there hasn't been a pandemic before in the lifetime of football. There's been wars and, and such, but not a pandemic, nothing like this. And because it's the British government who've created the red list for people to quarantine coming back in, it's it involves them as well. Hopefully... Look, it's only Wednesday. Hopefully Thursday, Friday brings something new and maybe we get our boys back. But as things stand, it does look like uh, Alisson and Fabinho will both miss the Leeds game, which is a blow. Uh, The club website is all about the new third shirt. I jumped the gun yesterday and said it had been released. It was actually released today. So um, it is very yellow. And I'm not a fan. Now, I do like the goalkeeper's one, the black one. I think that's nice. But I'm not a fan of this yellow kit. I normally do like our yellow kits, but there's something about this one that just I, I can't get on board with. It looks particularly silly, I think, with the long sleeves as well. It looks better on players 
wearing it, um, wearing just the short sleeve version. But the guys that wear the kind of the, the undersleeves, no, that that just doesn't look good. It looks better on Curtis, for example, than it does on Henderson or or Virgil. And normally everything looks good on Virgil, but this one, this just doesn't. It looks like he's applying for a job at McDonald's. Uh, credit to Neil Devlin for that one. Uh, moving along then, Liverpool.com say that Liverpool can learn Everton lesson as FIFA confirms block on selecting Brazil players. Now, the only real lesson we can learn from Everton is how not to run a club. But they have gotten away with this because they've got that relationship with Brazil. The issue is Everton have to release their players because they were so terrified of Richarlison demanding a transfer. We're not in that position. So there's nothing really for us to learn from Everton Football Club about anything. Um, a piece up from Emmett Gates. Frank Kessie's contract problems opened the door for FSG to make ideal Liverpool transfer. Frank Kessie would be a great signing for Liverpool. He's a tremendous player and he is on a free transfer next summer. He can play in a two or a three. Equally proficient with both. He doesn't score many goals from open play. He is a great penalty taker, though, but that's not really an issue for us, given we have Mo. Fabinho was one of the best penalty takers in the world before he joined us, and he's never gotten to take one in a real game. So um, I don't think that would help. But Kessie is is absolutely outstanding. And to bring him in as an addition to the midfield would be a very, very clever move. The only issue, obviously, AFCON, but... You cross that bridge when you come to it. If you can sign a top-class player on a Bosman, I, I think you do it. I don't know what kind of salary he'd want. He, he, apparently, he's he's turned down €6.5 million Euro per year. That's about £100,000 a year. Oh, sorry, £100,000 uh, a week. We could easily beat that. You go 120 140 he's still below... And he's below what James Milner makes. So I think that's absolutely fair. You just give him Milner's wages. Um, Kessie would add absolute quality power to our midfield. I'd be very much in favour of us adding Frank Kessie, especially considering the signing fee would be basically one year's wages. So seven, eight million pounds for one year's wage. And then that again over the next five years, you'd be happy enough with that. He'd be a tremendous addition. At 24, he'd be 25. Come next summer, you really couldn't go wrong adding Frank Kessie. There would be plenty of clubs in for him, but we can steal a march there. There's no doubt. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo shows Liverpool are missing out on major Nike transfer boost. So says James Martin. Liverpool's Nike deal is, is structured to give a larger than usual revenue share, but Ronaldo's record shirt, shirt sales show how this has not been maximised. Uh, I don't believe a word of the shirt sale nonsense coming out of Old Trafford. Not an absolute word. I don't believe the numbers. I certainly don't believe that United received 10%. United took so much money up front on that Adidas deal that if they're getting 5%, I think that's being generous. It's also 5% after a certain amount shift over the course of a year. So the idea that United will have received nearly £7 million 
from the first 72 hours worth of sales. I just think it's nonsense, to be honest. Um, there's just there's no way they'd be producing this many jerseys in this this kind of time frame. There's absolutely no way. So, um, no, I, I don't believe it for a second. But I do think Liverpool and Nike, I don't think it's the best deal we could have got at the time. I do think we were sold, you know, the idea that they can help us get players and such. And I, I just don't think that's the case. Just don't. Um, piece from Ben Boxack on Kareem Adiemi, the young German striker, and how maybe he's one that Liverpool could keep an option for. Um, very, very talented player. Only 19. Great movement in the box. Very good finisher. Very clever player. He'd be one well worth keeping an eye on if Liverpool wanted to go and get someone that could fit into how they play but not immediately demand starting minutes. Obviously, there was some talk over the summer um, about Pats and Daka, and a lot of people you know, having watched clips of Daka were keen for Liverpool to show interest. But when you watch Daka play regularly and you see how we play, he was a really bad fit, and I don't think we ever really had any interest, despite the spoofer with the catchphrase Fabrizio Romano attempting to claim that if we'd sold Shakiri early in the window, we would have gone for Daka. That just seems like nonsense. It, where are we going to make up the 15 million between the fees? It just doesn't make any sense. I think he's just saying things to gain more attention for himself. And um, there's a media watch piece. Obviously, the third kit gets mentioned. Uh, Diogo Jota and Sadio Mane, both in scoring form at international level. Sadio. Uh, with a penalty, and Jota with another header. He also got an assist in that game. Um, the Lille president has come out and spoken about Renato Sanchez. Liverpool obviously were frequently linked to him during the summer, but I don't think it was ever really true that we were in from the injuries, I would say, have just put us off any interest in him. Uh, a sensational report from Il Milanista claims that AC Milan may ask for Thiago Alcantara in exchange for Frank Kessie, yeah, we're definitely going to do that. We're going to give up a player, a world-class midfielder, with two and a half years left in this deal to sign someone we could just sign to a pre-contract. Definitely. Um, a Spanish TV show has claimed that we are in love with Pedri and that we may be planning an £86 million bid for him next summer. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. On This Is Anfield, there is a piece about Fabinho and Alisson being barred from the Leeds game. There's some stuff on the new kit. A little bit of um, propaganda for Diogo Jota, which is always nice. And a historical piece, looking back at a 30-game unbeaten start that would not be replicated for 93 years, going right back to the beginning of Liverpool Football Club. Well worth your while giving that one a read. Uh, credit to Joanna Durkin for that piece. It's very, very good. On AnfieldIndex.com, we have a a look back at the career of Jan Mulby uh, by Stephen Smith. Very, very nice piece. Well worth your while. Of course, if you want to hear more from Jan Mulby, you can always check out Mulby on the spot on Anfield Index Pro. On Pro, the new rival recon is up, and there are a couple of recent scouted podcasts. You want to check those out. Yesterday, we recorded a Champions League preview. That will probably come out Sunday after the game or maybe Monday. 
uh, depending on when Guy Drinkle gets around to putting it out because he is a busy man. We will we will also have a, a scouted four leads. That's going to be recorded, I think, tomorrow. I hope it's tomorrow anyway. Um, today is the 20th anniversary of Jersey Dudex Liverpool debut. So reminds Guy Drinkle. Uh, it was the 20th anniversary or something of Patrick Berger's. No, 20, 25th anniversary of Patrick Berger's debut the other day as well. Uh, and if you don't feel old, just be aware that I very much do. The latest edition of the Anfield Index main pod is up. Episode 298, getting top access. And uh, it's it's well worth the listen. It always is when, when Trev and Cam get together. Carl uh, Kopak on that one, obviously, as well. So do give that a listen on the free side. That is basically everything for today. Do check out the Anfield Index shop. You can find it by linking it through the website or on Etsy. And remember, if you're not a subscriber to Anfield Index Pro, well, first of all, what are you doing with yourself? And secondly, there is a seven-day free trial that you can just give. Give it a go. If you like it, great. Stick with it. If you don't, bin it off. No hassle. There's no commitment. If you sign up for Anfield Index Pro and you decide after a month that it's not for you, you can cancel it. There's no year-long commitment or any of that nonsense. You can just go month to month and it's absolutely fine. That's it from us today. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.